All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 4 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed episodes 2 and 3 last week. We're back again. Once again, I'm your host Brock Segan. With me today is Michael Beebs Bondi. Hey, I'm back too. And Dylan D. Berthium. How's it going, Brock? Good, good. How about you guys? How are you guys doing today? It's going good. Uh hockey's going now. So that's nice. I mean, it's good to be like back in the back in the mix of things. Um Wearing a Miku Koivu jersey, oh, for those of you who are wondering, Minnesota Wild. Um, yeah, that's me. How about you? Dude? Yeah, well, uh, Miku Koivu, not a bad jersey choice. Not a bad jersey choice on this fine uh, Thursday afternoon. I think this is probably the first time we've actually recorded a decent hour of the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's true. It's nice to feel like awake when we're doing this. The sun's up. It's very true. The sun is up. How about you, Dylan? You having a, you having a good week so far? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. Um... <laughs> that's it yeah. just good yeah, it's, been good. <laughs> it's just it's just been a good week for him the jays obviously helped that a little bit i'm assuming yeah uh pushing it to game six back in kansas city and game or david price is going to start apparently that's the plan hopefully so what he's still in search of his what first career postseason win no he got it in that weird relief appearance and uh oh did he get one yeah when yeah he, uh, so is he to game three of yeah. the first series Oh, man. So, I guess his first win as a starter. Yeah, he doesn't have that. Yeah. No time like uh, an elimination game, I suppose, right? Mm, I guess, eh? It was just so weird <laughs> last night, like, warming up in the bullpen. Like, oh. 
I guess it kind of makes sense because they have no other left-handed options to go to in that sense, but I don't know, man. I, I like I feel like a, the point it was in the game, you could have just hopefully handed it off to like low Sanchez or even left him, yeah, because he had looked so good. They just love to just use David Price yeah, as much as just like <laughs> tease the fans. Yeah. Like, hey, he might come. He might come. Yeah, Price seemed a little distraught about it after the game, but I guess whatever. As long as it as long as it doesn't hurt him in uh, the next game. No, I don't know if he's coming really. back though. No. No. I I I don't know. I like especially. I'm like I'm hopeful with the, how the rest of the series will go. Like two games against Kansas City, I don't think it's impossible right now. But like especially if it kind of goes sour tomorrow for a Price, like I think kind of the way the whole postseason's gone down, it just hasn't yeah, sat well goes. with him so far. But yeah, I think I read a stat like when they went down three um, one there that it was like they've won three in a row against like the same team eleven times this year or something. So. Wouldn't be out of the question to, to win three in a row and move on to the World Series. No, I mean you got. I mean you you're all set up for it right now with Price and Stroman. Uh, yeah, it couldn't have worked out better. Seven. Yeah, Estrada really stepped it up. Like it was literally exactly what they needed. Like rested the bullpen to the point where all you had to use was Sanchez and Osuna. So it was perfect. It, yeah, I think uh, that's all they talked about today on like any sports channel in Canada was. <laughs> Was just like that is exactly what they needed out of Estrada, and they got it. So yeah, he is like the most liked Blue Jay ever right now. So that's good. He deserves it. It's gonna get quite the payday. How did you guys do uh, in the first week of fantasy hockey? You guys both get W's or what? Um, well, two of my leagues I I lost pretty badly. Um, <laughs> I blame just bad goalie stats in that one. I, I I have Varley, so so we'll talk about that later. Um, but D, I, I'd love for you to tell them how we did in our uh, in our league. There. Yeah, Nation Network Keeper League, we squeaked one out pretty hard. Uh, we were actually down five four for like the entirety of the week and a half span that was last week. And uh, Sunday night, we closed the four four, and we had just uh, Duchesne playing in the last time slot, and he netted us a power play point to uh, push us over the edge. So it was actually five four. Yeah. Come on, that is that's a hell of a win. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just funny because like matchups don't normally come down to like one guy playing on Sunday night, like as much as they would in like say football or something. So it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Who'd, who'd you play? Uh, I don't know. Do you know what team it was? Don't remember. No, I don't know. No. But um, they're their own one. Yeah. So you could find them that way. <laughs> that's all that matters. Uh, I'm a one one too. I lost in that league. Oh, were we not? We might have been playing you. I no, mean, it wasn't. For me all either. we know, we just win. So I played against a guy who auto drafted. So that says a lot about my team. <laughs> Ouch! Those ones always hurt. You always hate that. Yeah, like, the auto draft. Yeah, in week one. Yeah, dude, it's like I can't remember who his goalie is, but he pitched like four shutouts. That's like as a team. I think he had Price and then say, some, was it and somebody Jones? else. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I got torched. <laughs> I'm, I went. Uh, I went one, one, and one last week. I can't believe I tied in the opening week of fantasy hockey. Okay. Um, yeah, those ones always hurt. I got it. We beat Parento Guidance. That's a great name. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who it is. His name's Ryan. He needs a shout out though for the name though. So. Parento guy. That's we beat that's you, funny. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> very, very narrowly. Very narrowly. Yeah, he, he probably and probably. Is not, like, yeah, no, I'd be rattled. Not a huge fan of Matthew Shane anymore. I'm sure. No, yeah, Matthew Shane gets his first point of the year, and it's just the most clutch point. Yeah, he we can needed get for it. Us, so. And I think like yeah. uh, when I checked on the score, they kind of messed up at first, and it was like one of the situations where they didn't have the power play point down pat. Right at first, so they checked the, like, the next day. It was like a phantom phantom win. It was nice. Hmm. Just added it the next day, and you're just like, boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're in. One and all. Undefeated. 
All right, well, before we jump into uh, to fantasy hockey real quick, I think we should probably just uh, acknowledge the fact that it's the one-year anniversary of the uh, the Parliament shooting last year. Yep. So uh, we'd just like to acknowledge know, that. Acknowledge that, pass on our thanks to Nathan Carrillo. That was – what a day that was last year. I couldn't even believe that. I remember I was, like, covering hockey, but I couldn't even do it. Like, it was – all I did was watch – TV the whole day just to get updates on that thing. It was insane. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Doesn't the, happen quite the often. The Leafs were in Ottawa too. Like that was, it was just like such a. It was weird. Like the days, craziness. Yeah, but yeah I didn't even. It yeah, seems wasn't like that the game they like. Yeah, they they canceled that game for and then the next couple there. Yeah, they can, yeah. yeah they canceled some games and it was just like I can't believe it's already been a year. Like it didn't. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Like I didn't realize it was that. And I saw it on Twitter today. I was like, oh my god, that was already one year ago. So. Just wanted to acknowledge that real quick before we jump into fantasy hockey. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, I th- I think we could probably start with uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, yeah. I, th- I think the reason I probably want to start with it is I want to get it out of the way because I don't want to talk about how they beat the Wings too much last night. Oh, they made the Wings look ugly. Mm-hmm. I just I have to say it. It, it uh, they looked good. Yeah, they. Did. I don't know if it's just, like the Wings just look terrible right yeah now. i didn't know if it was like do the wings look terrible or does edmonton just look really really good i think it was a, co- I think it was a combination yeah. yeah it was somewhere in the middle yeah like detroit is just like they started off three and oh and then now they've lost three in a row it's like oh my god and they've looked terrible yeah terrible yeah i mean but, me and you were both at that detroit carolina game last week when they lost uh yeah they did not look good five three and uh carolina was all over them and oh they, they got absolutely eaten up like they deserved to lose that game and I don't know. It was nice to see, uh, like Larkin in person though. He looked good. I like. I know I Larkin. talk about him every episode, but <laughs> let's keep it going. I know he did look good. I totally agree. Like the whole time, the whole time I was like watching it, it was like, oh, Brock's probably sitting in his chair right now, just shaking, watching. Oh, it, it was unreal. Yeah. unreal. He did look good though. Oh yeah, he looked great. Did, man, I He's saw your brother. Did he tell too. you? Yeah, he was, uh, he was waiting in line to. Uh, he was going to pick up some signed Nick Cronwall skates that he yeah, bought. He, he just, bought yeah, we Cronwall talked about skates yeah. He's like, for yeah. three hundred bucks. Oh, I was dying like, when he told me. The biggest Cronwall fan. So yeah, so it's a little bit crazy, but um, but yeah. So uh, it was a good game. Detroit didn't look good. Carolina, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Detroit's just making teams look good because Carolina at the time didn't have a win. They looked really good. Edmonton looked really good. I don't know. Yeah, Detroit's usually known for their uh, their possession, puck possession, but they have not been able to like. They usually always outshoot teams drastically, and now they're the team yeah. that's getting drastically outshot. But I think we should, since we're on the topic, we might as well talk about how unbelievable Connor McDavid's goal was last night. Like that was filthy. Yeah, Great. some nice. Not like, oh yeah. yeah, not a bad first goal on uh, on home ice. That's for sure. Just like pure skill, eh? Like like if he's doing that. Like, did you see the thing that Yager posted on, on Twitter? Yeah, that was funny. This Yager just losing his mind. I mean, like, the 43-year-old man just losing his mind over, like, an 18-year-old, what he's doing, and he's probably seen, like, every goal yeah. ever. So that's... Well, that's not the first time Yager lost his mind over an 18-year-old, so. Oh. <laughs> not bad. Oh, man, that was good. Yeah. That picture was too funny. <laughs> but, yeah, so, just... McDavid, I mean, he got off to a little bit of a slow start. Now he's got four goals and two assists in his first seven games in the NHL. So, so far, so good for my point-per-game prediction at the start of the year. <laughs> Hopefully that holds up. Yeah, the goal is cool because it's just like, it was like this, uh, the presence of mind and like the, to go like, most people wouldn't even think to do that, you know? Like it's either. No, that's impressive from a kid his yeah. age for sure. It was just like he was toying with yeah. him. <laughs> Against NHLers too. Which is just... It was a filthy pass like from, 
from Puglia too. You don't see that. Yeah, that whole that lines looked sweet. Yeah, so that your boy so Nail Yakupov. Yeah, yeah. He, like McDavid is just making him look like a first overall pick. Hey, but he looks pretty good too himself. Like I, I have to give it to him. Like I, I totally at first <clears throat> was looking at him, get the points, and I was like, oh, this guy's definitely just feeding off McDavid. But like he, he made a couple like really good plays. The one goal last night was like strictly just because of his like pure like looking up slash hard work. It, I, I mean. He's doing it himself, too, which is, like, good to see, finally, I guess. Yeah. It was weird because he had, like, such a good rookie year in that lockout-shortened season, and then he just fell off the face of the earth. I think what he was, like, last in the NHL, like, two years in a row or whatever, and plus-minus, and now he's, like, a... Yeah, well, some... That was the same year he got caught, like, eating out, like, every night. <laughs> so, maybe correlation? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's not every day you get two first overall picks playing together, and, I mean... No, I think Obviously, we talked about it on, like, the first or second podcast, like, Yakupov playing with, uh, like, we expected him to move up to one of those top two lines. So playing with McDavid, like, it's, uh, he has all that skill, and it's kind of like McDavid directs the play forward all the time, Yakupov's. Like, he just fits in so well with him right now. It's it's actually pretty cool to watch. Yeah, he came into the, the season, like, I know, like, I hyped him big time as a sleeper just based on the potential of him playing with McDavid, and then it took a, it took a couple days like a couple games, I guess, for him to actually get moved to that line. And I know in one of my leagues, he got dropped. Like, I was yeah. like, whoa, okay. So I yeah, scooped him right away. Scoop. Scooped him because I have McDavid. And then right after that, he got put on McDavid's line. I was like, okay, this is perfect. And now they both have six points in seven games. Looking, I mean, the, the one thing that's awesome about Yakupov is he got 19 shots already this year. It's like such a good thing to see. He's confident. He's, he's firing that biscuit. Yeah, and they're going to be, like, better shots as McDavid just keeps getting more and more confident because he just sets you, like, up only to score at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's weird, eh? Like, he had that big – McDavid had that big game against Calgary, and now it's kind of seemed like he just opened the floodgates. It's Yeah, the first two people were, like, worried, and then Jack Eichel was looking great, and they're like, oh, it could be Jack Eichel. Well, even me included. And then uh, and then now it's just like, oh, McDavid, 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 right back to yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't even yeah. seem, like, rattled to, like, be there anymore. Like, he's just kind of out there playing puck, you know? Yeah, he's just unreal. It's gonna be he's gonna be so good. It's actually kinda of funny, like today I was I was just like scrolling through scrolling through the old Facebook and I saw a meme and it was like a Detroit newspaper and they posted a thing and it was like a picture of Dylan Larkin and it said let and it said, Let's show McDavid who the real rookie is this year and then like you just like see like last night's game and you're like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure McDavid's like a little bit better than Larkin. Like, sorry, Brock, to say it. No, but like, there's he just. It's like it's two different categories. If it's I could, like, if on. I could trade Dylan Larkin for McDavid, yeah, <laughs> like I would. Uh, I don't know if you would. I would I for sure. As good as, I'm, as good I'm calling as Larkin that a lot. Is. Yeah, as, I'm calling that. Come on, McDavid. He's he's the man. He's supposed to be the next one. How could you not want that guy? Yeah, he's looking like. <laughs> but, but the the other thing that's cool about uh, Edmonton this year is like. I think they're kind of they've surprised me. I mean, I knew that they were going to be a little. I know we talked about it in one of our first episodes about how many more wins we thought they were going to get, and I expected a little bit of a boost, but nothing like they look. They look a lot better, and the one thing that's huge for them is they finally, you know, appear to have some goaltending. Yeah. Like their 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 net minus for the last couple of years have just been like I don't even know what to say about them. Like just like Victor Fast and Ben Scrivens, and just like it's such a mix and match like random goaltending duo. Now this year they got Talbot, who looks great, and Anders Nielsen, he's looked phenomenal in his first two starts. So it, if they start scoring more goals like they should have been in the first couple games, and they got a nice uh, nice duo in net, 
they could be in for a good year. Yeah, Nielsen's yeah, I mean, pretty interesting. I do. Um, like came over from the K last year and did pretty well there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did really well. Do you uh, think he could take some starts from Talbot uh, moving forward here? Because Talbot's looked like decent, I guess, but nothing, uh, nothing too special. Yeah, like his his nine oh eight save percentage is certainly nothing to write home about at this point. No, but I mean Nielsen Nielsen spaced fifty one and thirty four shots in his first two starts, so. Yeah, that, the Oilers still have something to clean up. I mean, 50, 51 shots came against Dallas. They'll do that to anybody. But, um, I mean, he's got a 953 save percentage in two starts. So, I mean, if he keeps doing that, it, it, for, for a goalie, like, if they play unreal, like, they're just going to force themselves into the net. You know what I mean? Like, they have to play mm-hmm. if they play that good. Yeah, and with Edmonton being, like, the team that gives up, like, a high volume of shots often, like, if he's one of those goalies who strives under that, which he kind of has these first two games, then maybe he's a fit. Yeah, it could be, like, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Talbot is obviously the number one for yeah. now, but um, I think I was thinking it was going to be more of, like, a 60-22 ratio for starts at the start of the season, but now it could work more towards almost, like, 50-30? Yeah, something like that, so yeah. we'll see. I, if Nielsen keeps playing good, there's uh, there's no reason why they won't start him. They're definitely guys to keep an eye on, like, I mean, don't don't go turn in turn in the uh, the old uh, blind eye on them anymore like you used to on Edmonton Oilers goalies. Like these are guys you can definitely look at in fantasy hockey now and highly consider. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think like a I, lot of people. I know last year. Sorry, go ahead, Dylan. I think a lot of people are probably looking for goalie help at this point too. Yeah, they yeah. were just like some like you would avoid them last year like as much as you could. Like you did not want to play Oilers goaltenders, and then now this year, like Nielsen could be somebody you could honestly look to spot start sometimes because. You know, Edmonton's gonna win a lot more than they were, and if he keeps if he keeps putting up huge numbers, like especially like on in like something like DraftKings where save count saves count, like might be somebody you know worth starting with a good matchup because he might face 30, 40 shots and stop the majority of them, rack up a lot of fans. Yeah, well, so. they don't have that big of an investment in Talbot, so I don't see like why he wouldn't be able to like uh, win some playing time moving forward. Yeah, you know what's speaking of goaltenders, how crazy is it that? Kari Ramos on wave like got placed on waivers. Yeah, he's I saw the that. I mean, it was crazy Didn't when start you saw the first him game start the season. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I thought that was crazy, and then now he's just. Uh, it's it's crazy that no one grabbed him either. Like, well, I know you, you know what it, it, you know what Twitter, it was. But... I thought I know I tweeted out yesterday. I thought for sure that uh, Buffalo was going to pick him up just because like the injury to Robin Lehner. Yeah, that's and, what I uh, thought too. But he, they signed Ramo to a like a one year three point eight million dollar oh, yeah. extension this this summer. So I think just because the cap hit was so big that teams didn't want to, you know, to pick him up. So, but it's crazy because now he goes uh, to Stockton, and it looks like he's going to be an AHL backup now because they have John Gillies there, who apparently had a great start to the year. So he goes from being the opening night starter to AHL backup Jesus. in a matter of two weeks. Is Calgary one of going to become one of those like teams where just everything they touch and net is gold? Like that's just kind of what it seems like right now, at least. It, like they, they love that Yoni Ortio, so <laughs> he looked great last year, and I mean he could totally like. I mean he started last year what five and zero, oh, so yeah, he had if a good he start. Does something he... like that? Look to pick him up too. I mean Calgary, Calgary's got to turn it around at some point. Yeah, I think right. Well, like we talked about before about how good that blue line is, and it's only a matter of time before they start scoring more goals. And like they're a playoff team last year, and it wasn't. They brought back a lot of the same players. Like they have virtually the same team, so there's yeah, no reason TJ why. Brody coming back. Yeah, that'll help a ton. Yeah, that'll that'll help so much. I mean, yeah, he's an- their underlying numbers look uh, pretty similar to what they were last year. And like, granted, they weren't great last year, but they just have a super low PDO right now, like ninety three point two through the first uh, six games of the season. So they kind of seem to maybe be off to some bad breaks, and I think they're still looking for some better goaltending than they've been getting. 
Yeah, I think if you're in need of goaltending, Ortio is definitely a guy to go pick up right now because yeah. obviously, like they're they're clearly not gonna give Jonas Hiller yeah. sixty starts. Like they just yeah, aren't. They're, just they're not, not doing it. Yeah, so Ortio is gonna probably split 50-50, and Calgary is one of those teams where if a guy's playing good. He's gonna get the start. So if Ortio gets off to a two and zero start, he's gonna keep playing. Yeah, I'm, so yeah it, he's one of the only goalies you can pick up right now that's like for sure guaranteed starts. If they get uh, Brody and Giordano back and like doing what they were doing last year, like they could still definitely warrant um, being on your team, right? Like Oreo or what's yeah, Oreo, Oreo, Oreo. Oreo. <laughs> good cookie, not a great goal. Yeah, not a good goal. <laughs> but um, Calgary's one of those teams like too. Like, <laughs> Don't put that Oreo in that. <laughs> That's awesome. Joey yeah, Oreo. Wants, if, <laughs> if Calgary gets going, they can uh, they could be like one of those teams where you can totally like like buy buy low <clears> on them because right now people are probably panicking, thinking that they're just gonna have like a horrible old Calgary year again. So you can definitely <laughs> definitely look to to hit that yeah. up. Somebody, uh, some of the guys to like definitely look at and buy low on in, in Calgary now are Sean Monahan, Mark Giordano, and Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. None of them are off to a good start. I mean, and, yeah, hilarious. And in Yahoo the other day, like, I, I have a keeper league and I have Sean Monahan, and a little update came up and I pressed it. And it's like, Sean Monahan turned 21 today. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, I was like, oh my God, like, this guy's been in the league forever, it feels like. So, like, people might forget that. So, if you're in a keeper league, kind of something to keep an eye on. Definitely. Yeah, he's guys definitely worth targeting. Yeah. Two goals, one assist, minus seven in six games. Um, That'll yeah. change. Yeah, exactly. I I know Kent Wilson. He's one of the guys who works for Flames Nation. He was just like he tweeted a couple days ago. It's like nobody's talking about this, but Monahan's had a terrible start to the year, and it's like okay, it's, he's not like he's a thirty goal scorer. This is a kid that's gonna start tearing it up eventually, and just a matter of time. So he's somebody to buy low on. Giordano and Hamilton both minus six, both only with one goal on the year. They're also somebody to look at, especially if you've got like. Some defensemen that are, you know, tearing it up right now. You could sell high on. It might be a nice, nice way to, you know, improve your decor moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if someone wants to like buy high on uh, Francois Beauchemin or something. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was <laughs> gonna say. There's, uh, there's some guys out there, but like Calgary's gonna improve. So, they're, I think they're a team worth targeting for sure. There's other teams right now that like, like Anaheim uh, that you should probably be moving away from. Yeah, the Ducks are for sure one of them. No, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, uh, you say moving away from. I thought you were just looking at like guys to target for low right now, just because I. No, yeah, 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 no, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry, absolutely. But you're right, though. Like Anaheim is for sure in that category yeah. as well. Oh, absolutely. Like Getzlaff and Perry combined two assists. Like what? Who who saw that coming? Dude, they have five goals in five games. Yeah, if That's you can crazy. catch one of those guys in your league who just like does not put up with people very long, who has like any of these guys, which oh is like God. honestly like the majority of people. Like the amount of questions oh, yeah. and stuff I field every day about people just panicking. Yeah. It's like just. It's like keep calm and chive on. Like it's one week into the season, two weeks into the season. What are you, what are you panicking with these? Like you, you drafted these guys in like the first couple rounds. Now you want to trade them? I know. To have like, one assist and five, like yeah. you got to take advantage of those guys. It's a long yeah, you season. might lose week one, but you got week two and then on to go. So. Yeah, like there's tw- there's twenty two weeks in the season. I mean, everyone's like, gonna is... have a bad week, right? Like no one really Absolutely. goes like the whole fantasy or not having a bad week. So I mean, if just because you got hit with that early on. Not, because, I mean, we're talking about, like, solidified names like Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff. Like, there's no way these guys are finishing with anything less than, like, 65 points. You know what I mean? No, so. not at all. And, like, the and, thing is, too, like, the most important thing to do is sell high. Like, selling high on, on good guys and selling, or on decent guys and buying low on these, like, Getzlaffs. Like, 
in football this week, I just traded John Brown for like AJ Green. Is yeah. like you got to like John Brown just <laughs> he just about. came off of he came, he came off a 196 yard performance. So these guys like especially in like redraft leagues right now. It's redraft ridiculous. leagues like you got to look at uh like even trading like somebody like Domi and Duclair right now. Like they're obviously going to have good years, yeah. but they're not going to be 80 point players like they're playing like right now. So some people are going to be freaking out because they're young. Like, yeah, and people you could, love those names. Exactly. So those are guys in keeper leagues. Hold on, don't trade them. But in redraft leagues, they're not going to be amazing this year. Like they're gonna, they might hit fifty points or whatever. But if you could get somebody like Getzlaff for like Domi and like a trade like that, yeah, that's like that's something you do for sure. Like Getzlaff and Perry couldn't be any, any like their value couldn't be any lower right now. Yeah, just no. Absolutely, I. I... I mean, I agree. And, like, if you're playing in a league where penalty minutes and hits are a factor, like, Perry's one of those guys where he's just, like, a full tool player. So he he, he still helps in other ways, even when he's not yeah, playing shots too, on the yeah. board. Yeah. They've got some defensemen in that team, too, that are that you, like, should target. Like, Vatnin, off to a slow start. Fowler. Like, these are other guys that are just, they're going to have great years. And people for sure are panicking, which, to me, I never will understand why people freak out about their, like, top guns early on in the season. But, hey. I know. That's I'm kind of, I, I, in all honesty, though, like I'm kind of panicking with Kopitar right now. But yeah, that's, that's just because he's a scary one, just because of how bad that team looks, right? Too. Oh, they've been. But same thing with Drew Doughty. I mean, they had him as like a Norris candidate coming in, and now now people are like debating dropping him for. Brace Wall That's what I was gonna say that, but I was like, oh, stay away from the Avs. You've been there too much. But no, it's true. And so like, I don't know. Do you think LA's LA's gonna do it? Um, D, aren't their possession numbers, like, super good still? Yeah, they're yeah. still solid team, man. I, like, I kind of put them in the same boat as Anaheim. Boudreaux's getting a lot of heat right now. I never understand why teams act so quick on coaches. Like, if you're willing, like, if you're not willing to stick, like, through three weeks of a season with a guy, like, why is, why is you even starting a whole season with him to begin with? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Like, Boudreaux's on the hot seat right now, and they're talking about bringing Carlisle back, apparently. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> what's it, like, I don't, I, I don't, like, if that happens, even... then you should trade Slavin Perry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Carlisle just turned him, oh, run him into the man. ground. But, I don't, I don't, like, I think, I guess the Kings are another team. There's so many good teams that are struggling out of the gate that you should buy low on. Like, the Kings are another one of those teams. Yeah, but, like, they don't... Like, they haven't they really had those guys that, like, uh, rip up fantasy, right? Like, they kind of... It's like a whole team effort type thing there. Like No, but at the same time, you can trade... I'm sh- you can trade other, you know, lesser... Yeah, they still guys to players. target, like, Gabrick, um, Kopitar. Like, these are guys that are probably, obviously, going to turn it around. Like, Kopitar has been such a know, steady producer maybe. throughout his whole career. Yeah. Well, Kopitar for sure, but, like, he's all... He also kind of has, like, last year wasn't his best year either, right? So you kind of get worried if he's losing some of that offensive touch, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, Gabrick, he's only owned in, like, 60% of Yahoo League, so it's really not that much. Lucic, kind of same boat. He, like, rips across the board. I mean, I know you don't like Lucic too much, D. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he is he is he's, pretty fantasy relevant if you keep penalty minutes. kind of right on par with what I thought he'd do. Yeah, yeah, he's struggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not a. I'm not a huge fan of him either. Yeah, you but know, there's another team too that uh, would be worth buying low on that struggled out of the gate. Is, is Philadelphia like Voracek yeah. off to a off to a bad start? Simmons he scored yesterday, but he's not had a great start. It just yeah. seems like there's so many teams just not scoring right now. 
Pittsburgh. I know last night this guy that I knew he came he came in and into the room and he was like, oh, he said four Chuck and Drew just need to start scoring and at this point it was a two two game neither of them had touched it and I had Mark Straight in the league. Oh no, they were actually down four two. I had Mark Straight and I was like, I feel you, Mark Straight's on his way right to the free agency. <laughs> And then I looked at my phone about an hour later, and Mark Strait had three apples. <laughs> and uh, Drew and Vorchek each had a goal and an assist each. It was like, well, we talked a yeah, lot. Mark Strait's like a safe 40 points on the back end, which is Every like, year, oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, he had, always. Like, he broke 50 last year. He was awesome. Yeah, he's always yeah. just such a safe bet. Yeah, he's so good up. on the power play, too. Like, Oh, and it was great just seeing yesterday. You see, like, goal by Claude Giroux. Assist by Yakov Voracek and Mark Strait. Yeah, oh, and then you look he, at the next goal, and it's like Voracek, Giroux, and Mark Strait. He's like, the king oh, of secondary assist, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and he's, he was it. doing it last that's night. That's what happens when you're a good puck moving defense. Yeah, it will yeah. happen. Joe Corville Vor- will tell you that. no, no goals on 24 shots this year. That's Yeah, that's going to change. That's pretty I remarkable. Think. Yeah, um, you'd expect that 0% shooting percentage to rise a little bit. Just a bit. <laughs> just, just a bit. Tiny bit. Well, like, you got to think, too, like, I guess maybe – Everybody that plays Boston is going to score 100 goals this year because they can't keep the puck out of their net right now. Like their D is terrible. So maybe that you know a big win yeah. against Boston last night, two assists for Voracek, Drew had a nice night. This hopefully will get get them kick started, kind of. Yeah. At the same point though, anyone who plays Pittsburgh is gonna they're gonna have the greatest pa- penalty kill in the league, right? Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> they finally scored. They're, yeah. Not they're, they're what like, we what? would happen. Yeah. We we're just boasting like that top power play yeah. all preseason, and then. Now they're two for twenty, which is going to change, obviously. You think? But you th- I hope. You think? I mean, I guess it's you can't expect like Kessel and Crosby to come out of the gate flying like the first five games they play with each other. No. I mean, like it could easily have, you know, been like six goals in six games as it is happened with what did happen but it's just interesting because I mean, like the vast majority well actually the whole time Kessel was in Toronto all his offense came from himself right like <laughs> he produced most of what was happening when he was on the ice so he's in a situation now where Crosby's used to anchoring lines obviously so it's it just seems like it's a little bit different like the goals we have seen Kessel score for Pittsburgh so far are just like the lone rushes up the wing sniping far side just do yeah just doing his yeah just doing Kessel his old, things. doing his yeah. Phil Kessel. Kessel things yeah yeah yeah, I hate to like switch switch it back to sorts, but it kind of reminds me like when Miami Heat um, or first started with their like big three, and everyone was freaking out because they weren't really winning and their defense was bad, whatever. Yeah, and now because they weren't really clicking yet, and then like now Chris Bosh by game is the best like sixty. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but when they first started, but by game sixty, they were like people were like, well, we can't even touch these guys. So I don't know. I kind of see it taking that effect in Pittsburgh. Like these guys are too good to be like to go this like to be stopped this long i think they're eventually just gonna start clicking and that's when it gets scary yeah that that's a that's a pretty legitimate comparison i like that it, it, the, the scary thing is though that they're not scoring but they're still winning like yeah. it's not like they're losing games they're not like getting blown out or they're still they're winning 2-1 and 3-2 and it's only a matter of time like every night when i have to rank goaltenders and i look at somebody playing pittsburgh i'm like like tonight i have Niemi's going up against them. Like, yeah. where do you put this guy? Because, like, well, right now they're not scoring, but they could explode. Yeah, for, like, yeah. you never goals. know when they're going to have that huge, like, seven, eight goal night. Yeah, like, I keep, I keep picking them in DraftKings because I'm thinking that no one's gonna, like people are going to stay away from them because they're so cold right now. And I keep picking them. So the other night, like Crosby had a huge night, just single handedly won, won me some some money on DraftKings. But like, it's only a matter of time before these guys just start tearing it up. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like that, that top line still, and they actually like they had it unstacked, and then they just restacked it the other night. The uh, top power play line there, they put Hornquist back on mm-hmm. it, and that's just it's so good. It it's like all all five of those guys can score individually, so like together they should be able to do something eventually. Yeah, like the, the, like these aren't guys you can really buy low on. Like you're not really going to be able to trade for Sidney no. Crosby or Kessel. But <laughs> I'm, I guess what we're trying to say is if you have these guys, just chill out because yeah, it, they're literally the just goals, too good. Like, the good times are coming. Oh, a hundred percent. The good times will roll <laughs> real soon. But so let's let's just recap teams to buy low on specifically. Um, Calgary, maybe Anaheim yeah. for sure. Yeah, those two; those are two teams that I would be looking at. Um, at least fr- from a Calgary perspective, th- their top D men like Hamilton, Brody, Giordano. These are gonna as they're gonna get their points. Yeah, like they yes. led. They, the, I'm pretty sure the Flames um, blue line led the league in points last year from like points from defensemen. So they they lean on the, that that blue line quite a bit, and it like we said, it's gonna. It's only a matter of time before those points start flying in. Um, do you guys have anything else to add before we uh, go to break quickly? Uh, uh, maybe just like the Kings too. Uh, just to add. Yeah, to they're it. definitely definitely somebody to look like, especially if Doughty for you sure. Owned if you're looking for help on the back end. Yeah, he's been he's struggled out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I like I like um, Kopitar quite a bit too. He's just like a consistent seventy point player. Like well, he has been. Yeah. Um, no, he is definitely a steady guy. And. He's not like the thing is like he's like a big name, but even from a fanny like from a fantasy perspective, people don't like value Kopitar as much as they they would like no. other players. Yeah. So, as, like his like lower value plus a slow start, his value like you could get him pretty cheap, I would assume. Yeah, you probably could. Like if you could trade somebody who's like a a forty five point player who's off to a hot start for Kopitar, who's like a, a sixty to seventy point guy, that's a that's a great move. Give him Max Domi. Yeah, I know. I know. I was offering around trades like last week for Gopitar and all three of my leagues, just kind of throwing like garbage at people, just seeing what they'd take. Yeah, because that's like one we of those said guys last where you can kind of just you, take if, them under your first trade trash. offer. <laughs> <laughs> I do if it. Your often, first trade but... offer doesn't get a, a response like no, absolutely not. Then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're, 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 you're definitely. Yeah. That's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, how yeah, you. I like, got... Even today, I go. I went on it one keeper league and saw that that Jonathan Drew was was up on the trading block, for example. So I just tried to throw like Ryan O'Reilly for him, like in a keeper <laughs> league. I mean, could happen. Someone could accept that. You never know. But could be a huge Sabres fan. Yeah, or just huge. a huge like fan of anyone who plays all three positions. So who knows? Or a huge uh, DUI fan. <laughs> Jesus, I hope some not. people are big fans of that. I, <laughs> I guess. hope those people I don't, don't exist. Yeah, I, no. I, I, I don't hope they don't play they fantasy do. hockey at least. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the guys you want in your league, that's for no. sure. Um, oh, God. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll fire it to the Blue Stones. Uh, Stones. The, fire it to the Blue Stones for the break here. Uh, when we get back, we'll jump into the injury report as usual. Then we'll get to... Uh, we were talking about coaches getting fired earlier, and so we'll get to the uh, the Tortorella hiring in Columbus and what that might mean for uh, Blue Jackets players from a fantasy, fantasy perspective moving forward. We'll also look at um, my DraftKings picks for Friday, and we'll talk a little bit about our Saturday um, DraftKings pool. So just sit back and enjoy the stones, and we'll see you guys in a minute. Roll with the punches. Been a long time, been a long time. 
To episode four of the Daily Face Off podcast, I'm your co-host Dylan Berthium. We, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that sweet, sweet lick by the Blue Stones. <laughs> you tried it again, didn't you, you son of? See, now it's time yeah, to sauce it over it. to Brock Segan with the injury report. Brock, I can't believe you said to me, lick Brock. Again. At least I was, I was expecting it this time, and I actually know what it means. I'm trying to make it a thing. Hey. Nobody else knows what it is, so you might as well start it. Never heard they it know. before. They nope. know now. Well, yeah, because I put a definition on Twitter. Yeah, that was a good call. Well, it had to be done. I'm glad I was verified because yeah, I wasn't no 100% sure clear. on it. <laughs> it was funny because uh, one of our buddies there, Sean, called me like the next day. He's like, oh, man, this episode's hilarious. He's like, what did uh, what did Dylan say Like that made you guys laugh so hard? I'm like, lick. I'm like, have you ever heard that? He's like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, he's a groovy guy. Yeah. He's like, he just called you from Australia, just like picked up, yep. picked up his Australian phone. Yep. Jeez, that's a yep. long distance. It happens. Off. He li- he likes to talk about the Potter every now and then. He's big. Yeah. He's, he's a, a big fan. fan. Fair enough. So hit we, him with the injury report. Who does? We, we have 18 listeners from Australia. I'm not sure if they're all him or there's 17 other listeners out there. But appreciate your appreciate the Australian love. Yeah, but injury we report. Appreciate the love from down under. Yeah, there absolutely. it is. Injury report. We will start obviously with the biggest injury news probably. Duncan Keith out four to six weeks. I'm sure you guys have already seen that. He, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it impacted a couple of our fantasy squads. Yeah. That's all right. You know, it's uh, four to six weeks. It could have been so, worse. But you know who's on the rise? Your boy, Risto. Yeah. yeah. Risto is the man. Risto Ryan. Risto Ryan. Risto, Risto, Risto But yeah, so yeah. Risto Ryan. But, but what does that mean for, uh, for Chicago out there, Brock? Well, Duncan Keith, four to six weeks uh, with knee surgery so what that means is basically they're gonna lean really heavy on brent seabrook and trevor daly um specifically on the power play um Mm -hmm. and then it'll also give trevor van reemsdyke more power play opportunities as well so he's somebody to keep an eye on um he'll probably hang out in that second unit with either daly or seabrook um i think this really helps uh trevor daly i'm sure he was dropped in a lot of leagues coming out of uh, the first couple weeks of the season. So Daly is somebody to target on the waiver wire. Um, elsewhere around the league, Brody, TJ Brody, we talked about him earlier. He is four weeks into his three- to six-week timetable with a broken hand. He will be traveling on the Flames' upcoming three-game road trip. He's, ex- he's expected to practice on the trip. So four okay. is four weeks into a three- to six-week timetable, which means you could probably expect him back, I'd say, in a week, maybe three or four practices under his well, belt. When, how long is the road trip? Three games doesn't uh, necessarily kind of uh, doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to play on the road trip. I think it's just to get him into practice. He could return on the road trip. Maybe, I'd yeah, say kind of hints towards it though. Yeah, it does. It does in a way, but at the same time, um, it just means mostly that he's going to practice instead of just staying home and practicing skating by himself. Sure. So he's getting um, close either way. But he's definitely close. Yeah, he's pretty much 
pretty much there. Um, so I'd say maybe miss a couple more games. They could really use him back on the yeah, blue line. That's yeah, huge. it would really steady out everything back there for them. Absolutely, yeah. Like they have Dennis Weidman right now playing with Giordano, which is kind of weird that they they've never something they never did. Like last year, I know like their D like never got changed really. No, it, was it was like Brody always Weidman. It was yeah. always yeah Weidman with Russell the whole time, Geo yeah. with Brody. So now when Brody gets back, it should straighten everything out. Um, unfortunately, I think it means that Dougie Hamilton will have to play with like Derek Englund or something, which is kind of kind of bad for him. Um, but um, they also they are also getting Ladislav Smead back. Uh, he practiced today for the first time. He might play. Um, yeah, there's a name. So he's <laughs> he's not a he's not a fantasy relevant. No, but um, he's a but, name nonetheless. Yeah, well, he's he's a good uh, defensive. He improves the team. He helps the the goalie. It'll make England better than Derek Englund. Yeah, it'll make England a, a scratch. Hopefully, um, a couple other big injury um, injuries is Paul Stastny is out at least five weeks. He has a broken Tough. right foot. Um, so I don't really. They said that he's out indefinitely. He'll be reevaluated in five weeks. So in five weeks' time, they'll take a look at the foot. Either he'll be, you know, ready to start practicing again, or they'll, you know, re-update the injury and he could be out for another couple weeks after that. But he's out at least five weeks. That uh, makes Yori Laterra an, inter- an interesting add because he gets bumped up to the Tarasenko line yeah, full, he's, full, he's full time now. Yeah, and he uh, he's a good player. He kind of he had a pretty good, he had a really good start to last year. He was really inconsistent though. So maybe now with a, a full NHL year under his belt, Latero on that Stassi line can start picking up some more assists. And lastly, uh, Vasilevsky, goaltender from... Uh, the Lightning, yep. he was out with a blood clot. Um, yep. He's been taken off of blood thinners, and he's expected to return to practice early next week, which good is news. good news because the Lightning have been leaning very heavily on Ben Bishop because they have no confidence in Kevin Poulin starting whatsoever. Vasilevsky is definitely a name to keep an eye on. He had a great year last year. He's great in the AHL as well, and he is gonna. he's probably the goalie of the future there. Bishop's... Uh, Bishop's good, too. Bishop will start the majority of the games, obviously, but Vasilevsky will be a great spot start, and especially in Keeper or Dynasty Leagues. Dylan, I know you drafted him in one of our leagues. Great Yeah, Nation Network. Yeah. Um, I just kind of think, too, like uh, you saw kind of in the playoffs last year how their confidence was pretty shaky in Bishop. So if Vasilevsky comes back and he's outperforming him, he could definitely warrant a decent amount of starts this year. I think I predicted only, like, I know I I wasn't, like, super high on Bishop, um, in the offseason because of Vasilevsky, I'm pretty high on him. So yeah. I, I was thinking maybe like 50-32 starts would be the ratio, mm-hmm. uh, depend, depending on obviously how they play. But um, once Vasilevsky got hurt, the one thing is um, he's probably going to start practicing early next week, but then he'll probably have to go to the AHL for a couple conditioning games before coming back. I would assume. Might yeah. not might not be for sure, but I would assume that's kind yeah, of what they'll sense, do. Give him a little bit of time to start it up. Yeah. Um, can I mention a cool, uh, cool blood clot return to injury? Uh, uh, what's going yeah. on tonight? Actually, um, Pascal Dupuis back, which is which is awesome to hear. Um, he's back in the yeah. lineup tonight um, after what he take almost a full year off last year, and then yeah. he's injured this year. I mean, it's not a huge fantasy year and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. But it, yeah, it's a year and a half. Not a huge he fantasy has, game, but just first... someone that like you just like to see return to hockey. So yeah, actually, kinda... he did. He was pretty uh, relevant like the last time he played full time in Pittsburgh. I I don't know where he's playing tonight, Brock. You. Fourth line, I'm pretty sure tonight. Yeah, he it's his first game right. since last November. It'll take him some time to get going. For sure, uh, he's but a like, great... Crosby likes playing with him, so there's that. He's a great two way guy. I think the one thing though too is that uh, when he was having success in Pittsburgh, they were 
not really as deep of a team as they are now. So I think it'll be a yeah, really at least up front. Yeah, for it'll sure. be really difficult for him to to work his way into that top six. I think, um, yeah, especially with Phil there, just filling up that spot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so unless like he he outplays like David Perron or somebody, that's like the only person's spot I could or Kunitz, I guess too. But I just don't think he's gonna be able to work his way back into that top six. But he definitely helps the Penguins a ton, and it's great to see him back for sure. Yep. Um, so let's go quickly to the John Tortorella hiring. Torts is back. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I love the media clips that, that have already started to come from him and the ones that are going to continue to come from him. Cause oh, I mean, yeah. Who doesn't love John Tortorella media clips? Did you guys see his, uh, his quote today? He was just like, I don't even like, like they were asking him, I think about like what uh, he thinks about like, Bobrovsky's terrible start to the year and they were just like so what do you think about Bobrovsky and he's like I don't even watch the goalies I just hope they stop the puck <laughs> he's like I'm busy enough with these other knuckleheads in here I hope like, Brooksy's around to ask him that question oh my god that's Favorite such an honest answer like what is a coach really gonna tell a goalie like hey stop more pucks yeah. Like, yeah. do you hear you what I'm stop that one <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying here Brooksy yeah do you hear what I'm can, saying here Brooksy can you get that through your head <gasps> maybe Brooksy followed him to Columbus who knows is yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever been in a fight before? Why, are you challenging me? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You, you probably got beat up at the bus stop as a kid. <laughs> so ridiculous. Just John, ripped that John, guy John, me and John. Oh, it's going to be hilarious when uh, Columbus goes to Calgary. He's going to bust down the locker room door and go after Paul Hartley again. <laughs> Round two, eh? Round one wasn't enough. I'm more. I think I'm most excited for like that uh, his Twitter account, that condescending torts. I, hopefully, it's. I haven't checked, but hopefully, it's still up and running. I'm sure if it isn't, back and relevant. Yeah, because like it didn't really matter when he was when he was gone. I <laughs> yeah, think uh, I don't know if it's the same one, but I like searched it yesterday, and it was a uh, World Cup of Torts was like the Twitter handle because he's the coach <laughs> in the World Cup team. Like, uh, oh god, those funny like Twitter side offs. There's a hilarious one. It's just like dull Connor McDavid that I found, and it's oh literally god. like every response that Connor McDavid probably gives. But like after his first like great night, it's just like wow, that was cool. So it's just like the it's just like the boring Sean Monaghan yeah exactly which both those guys are just like let's be honest like I'm sorry boys but your media presence is absolutely like terrible (laughs) they're pretty like they're pretty bad with the media so I I can't blame them yeah nice team they're just really down (laughs) yeah they're just real quiet that's all they're just humble I guess right yeah no I'd rather have that than like have like Evander Kane shaving stuff into the side of his head and (laughs) (laughs) there's no spot for that holding up money and stuff no but Um, no, but the one thing too is like, you kind of wish though, like that McDavid was a little better with the media, just if he's going to be like the face of the NHL one day, but he is still young. I'm sure. Yeah. One thing they've always said about Crosby is just, he's kind of never really like, he's been the face, but he's never really taken the face. Like he's never really taken over and just been that guy who's the voice of hockey. And it's been a ton of people who have like ridiculed him for that, thinking he should try to make change out of the power he has. So it's too bad that McDavid's not more vocal but that could change like you said yeah I mean, he's not out, definitely not outspoken like like an Ovechkin no, or somebody sure. like that I feel like it, they're fine like it's great to see how humble he is though. yeah yeah, yeah they just true. like to play hockey that's all it is they don't care about the media they're Marshawn Lynch's of hockey yeah I'm just here so I won't give up <laughs> I'm just here all right that guy's ridiculous but we'll get back to Columbus um so I wrote an article yesterday about the Tortorella hiring and maybe what it what it'll mean for Blue Jackets players because as I'm sure everybody remembers, uh, things didn't go very well um, in his last 
you know, go around in the NHL when he was with Vancouver. He only lasted a year. And he was infamously kind of remembered, I guess, uh, known for, like, trying to get the Sedins to turn into, like, shop blockers. <laughs> and that's just obviously, like, not their game. So he's he's kind of been known as more of a defensive coach uh, in his days, which obviously isn't a great thing for uh, for people like Ryan Johansson, Brandon Saad, these guys that we all drafted that we thought were going to be amazing offensive studs. Um, so now Torts goes there. How do you guys, you know, see this kind of shaking out? Like, will will it affect them a lot, or will it maybe, you know, just not even matter? I'd imagine like Saad and Johansson won't be affected too much. Like, I'm I'm sure I'm sure he'll try them together at some point, um, like Richards did to start of the year, and they actually did pretty well together. Um, but obviously, they just they're not fine in the back of the net that much, but they like those two guys have still been fine and they're good two way hockey players. So I don't imagine towards having too much of a problem with them. I could see Dubinsky definitely moving his way up the lineup now though. Yeah. He, him and Dubinsky just love each yeah, other. That right? relationship's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the one thing though is that I've noticed on um, is like Johansson's nearly a point per game right now. He's got six points in seven games. Yeah. And that team's only at, like that team's averaging under two goals per game. So like, I, I, like towards coming in, the offense really can't get any worse, yeah. right? Like they can't like like they can't score. They're not going to score under two goals a game all year. So I mean, if Johansson's still putting up points when they're averaging less than two goals a game, like Torts isn't going to change. Like he'll change the game plan and stuff. But I mean, if Johansson's putting up points now, it's only going to continue. I would think. Yeah, and Sad too. Like they're both just like Sad's just a pure goal scorer. He's got thirty goals written all over him. I mean, I don't think. Torts coming in is going to affect it that much. I think as a as a team as a whole, it'll affect obviously. Yeah, have a big effect on on their defensive game. Yeah, I was going to say I think it helps Bobrovsky. Obviously, he's not. Gonna yeah, be, he won't get as peppered. Yeah, well, that's really been their whole struggle. Like more than anything, like obviously they haven't scored at a great clip. But yeah, Bobrovsky's been off the case all year. Bobrovsky just has yeah, he just has not played well. Period, and the coach is fired now. So it's so whatever, I guess. Yeah, I I wrote yeah I wrote yesterday that it was basically I think you could. That Bobrovsky and like McElhaney were more to blame for the own seven. Bobrovsky came out today and said that he felt like he was the reason Richards got fired. Yeah, which he's pretty much um, probably not that far from the truth. He's bang on. Well, like, dude, yeah, he's they, probably terrified now seeing John come in. Just like, oh my god, I should. I'm gonna better. get. I'm gonna I should have played better. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> as a team in the first seven games, our team save percentage is eight fifty seven. Like, terrible. you're not gonna win hockey games in the NHL with an eight fifty seven save percentage. That's why you're zero seven. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, like like Johansson's going, like the offense is there. It's it's clearly an issue somewhere else. So maybe Tortorella absolutely switches that around. This could be really, really good for him. I think I it's, just don't like like the whole giving up a second round pick. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous now, for a coach. Oh, we're talking God. what's probably gonna be like a top forty pick in the next year's draft for Torts, and it's like Can you believe that they get more they got this? Vancouver got more for Tortorella than they did for Eddie Lack. Yeah. And they got the same amount as they got for Kevin Bieksa. It's such a ridiculous rule. Like, why are you, you compensated for someone you fired? Like, you said we don't want this person. Like, <laughs> it's like, funny, too, because, like, they, someone, they release a player and someone picks them up. They don't get... Like, if anything, like, sense. compensate them with, like, a massive salary hit player. You just... They yeah. do not want... Just, yeah, you can have this guy. Apparently, like, uh... This is, like, a rule that there was they were already talking about, like, getting rid of... But it wasn't gonna like they can't they weren't gonna do it until like this summer, 
So now yeah. that like they're like, because it was like oh, you never really heard of it happening, yeah. and then now that it actually has happened and people are freaking out about it, like it's definitely a rule they're gonna look at this summer and probably get rid of. Like I just don't understand you fire a guy. What do you I, like? He should just be out there, and yeah, anybody I, can pick him up. It's because yeah, it not be the same as just like him, right? buying but, out a free agent. But I think what the why it happened is because Vancouver's still paying Torts. Yeah. So I think like th- like they're paying him instead of Columbus. Like Columbus gets like doesn't have to pay they're him as much por- money. They're paying a portion of it, yeah. Yeah, so like in a way, just like a classic Columbus move. In a way, it's like good asset management from Vancouver, but then at the same time, it's also just like Columbus tr- like saving money and still getting a good coach. And at the end of the day, like it's be funny one, when it's they're one prospect each other, and it's just like Vancouver's paying both coaches right now. Exactly, yeah. Vancouver's <laughs> play- paying this guy to coach against. See them. the owner come down, smack Tortorella, go to the other bench, smack their <laughs> coach, walk away. Yeah. Hockey's weird sometimes. Yeah, like I just can't believe Kevin BX apparently has the same value as, yeah, as a coach. Ridiculous. But um, they definitely. Back to Tortorella, like, it definitely helps Bobrovsky more than anybody, I would assume. Um, I have a couple numbers just to throw at you guys. Um, I did kind of like a comparison of some of the, the premier players that Tortorella coached and their numbers before Tortorella, with Tortorella, and after Tortorella. Mm-hmm. And Daniel and Henrik Sedin both had uh, over a point per game um, bef- between like the 4 lockout and the time Torres coached them. So they were like, Henrik had like a point or 1.038 points per game before Tortorella when Tortorella got there it dropped to 0.7 so like way under a point per game when Torts got there and then as soon as Torts left they both climbed back up to close to a point per game so clearly it had a like Tortorella being behind the bench had a negative effect on the Sedin twins it also had a negative effect points per game wise at least on uh, Alex Edler but the one player it did help was Brandon Dubinsky when he played in New York, so <laughs> as we Dubin- know, loves Dubinsky. he favors Dubinsky. Yeah. yeah so his 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 points per game went up with Torts, and then once Torts left, it went even it went up even higher when when he got to Columbus. I think, think a lot was of part I, of like their selling point. They're just like like Columbus was just like on the edge of getting Torts, and then they're just like, wait, should we drop? We have Dubinsky. Oh yeah, tell him that, and then like that pushed him over. Like, hey, we got Dubinsky. Dubinsky probably called him. I, I saw like when they they hired him or whatever right before his yeah. first press conference. Apparently, the first person, like the first player that he talked to, was Dubinsky. Oh, I bet. Like, probably called him like, John, we're losing. They were probably hanging out like <laughs> as he got hired. Yeah. Like Dubinsky was just over like having a beer at his house while he was on having the phone a... with like Darmo. Yeah, Kekalina. I'm just chilling with Dubs right now. Actually, I do brins. I'll coach the boys. Yeah. Hey, Dubes, you think you got a good enough team? Should I come coach, guys? Yeah, might as well. And then, boom. Bob, Bob's like, you want me to throw the next one, coach? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get Richie down there. Don't worry about it. That's funny. Yeah, Todd Richards, uh, he's a good coach. He's like, I think he's like the uh, Smell, yeah. had the most wins in Blue Jackets franchise history, mind you. Not a, not the, not the richest of histories, but. It still is a history of an organization, though. I mean. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I guess we just kind of bashed how bad Bobrovsky has been. But now, is this a guy that you target? Like, I, I had Bobrovsky as a top 10 fantasy yeah, you'd hockey. expect him to turn around. For like, sure. there's a couple guys in the NHL. Like, Bobrovsky's struggling big time. Varlamov's struggling big time. And Rask is struggling big time. These are three, you know, premier goalies that you thought were going to be number one fantasy netminers this year that are just struggling, uh, like, really bad are these guys that you guys would be targeting right now or staying away from until you see some better signs like no, they looked... i would still uh like going forward i'd still pick rask out of those three like 
like as a spot. as a natural goaltender, he's probably the best one. Yeah, and he's he, had like the more most solidified background in history. So like I would definitely expect Rask to bounce back somewhat. I, I think Bobrovsky too, and probably Varlamov. Like Varlamov has been one of the better goalies the last few years. Yeah, but I think all these guys are limited by by their teams to some degree this year. So um, these are guys that you should buy low on, though, for sure. Yeah, I think would so. You, yeah. Would you would you go after him like right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, all, I still have like I have Rask and Bobrovsky in leagues, and I'm not really panicking just yet. Yeah, so. like I have I have Rask in one of my leagues, and I'm just like whatever. But yeah, um, the reason you guys don't have Varley in the other ones is because I have them. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just wanted to point out too. Um, I was looking at the numbers yesterday, and Henrik Lundqvist, who's arguably one of the best goalies in like NHL history. Um, before Torts was his coach, he had a 9.17 save percentage. When Torts was his coach, he had a nine. It bumped up to a 9.25, and then after Torts, it dropped down to a 9.21. So this is one of the best goalies ever, and he had his best years when Torts was behind the bench. So I think that kind of speaks to Torts' defensive system and how it much it's going <laughs> to help somebody like Bobrovsky. Mind you, well, it also <laughs> it, it, like Luongo had his worst years under Tortorella, so. I was going to say, if it takes a bump like that, then Bobrovsky might have his save percentage up to, like, a nice sparkling 850 at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. No, but it, I know what you're saying. It'll definitely help. Um, Luongo might have just been product of, like, him just an absolute mental game that was going on with him while towards Yeah, that was, that was weird. Like, that whole situation was messed up. Because, like, Eddie, sure. Lack, Eddie Lack played phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But Desert- apparently, Eddie Lack phenomenal play did not warrant a higher draft pick than John Tortorella. So. John Tortorella, yeah. That's and was crazy, kind man. of in the same regard as Ryan Kessler, but... Yeah. Yeah. But what about you, D? You, you say Rask? Yeah, I'm saying Rask out of those three. More, yeah. more. So, But I would expect them all to bounce back to some degree. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Bobrovsky's great. Like, his first three years in Columbus, he's had he's always had a save percentage, I think, above, like, 915. Like, he's been great. And then now he's, he's just... He's just been horrible he's slow to the gate often though i think yeah. he's one of those guys who kind of just takes a bit to get going get, get his feels back who knows what he's been doing in russia all the off season so <laughs> the one thing about <laughs> the one thing about Bobrovsky too is like it's his team for sure like like when torts was in vancouver he had the choice to kind of roll lack instead of luongo but like in columbus he's not gonna just like start curtis mclean over but like Bobrovsky all the time. No, yeah. It's yeah. So like it's Bob. it's his team. So like it, even Bob's if he squad. Bob squad. Even if he struggles, they're just gonna keep feeding him. You know the starts and the same goes with Rask. Like all like Jonas Gustafsson is not about to overtake Rask regardless of how bad Rask plays. <laughs> For sure. Yep. Uh, but like, I think since we are talking about bad goalies, I think Brock, you wanted to mention like a really kind of kind of a goalie who's kind of been out of this world. I'll oh, let like, you take this one because he's just blowing your mind. Well, I just like I've watched him play against the Wings the other night. The Wings sucked, and I like Carey Price is ridiculous. That's who it is. It's Carey Price. Like I cannot like even like last year, everybody's like, "Hey, he's amazing," and like obviously he is. We all know he's amazing. He was ridiculous for Team Canada. He had a great year, but even last year, it's like, "Hey, he can't like he can't possibly repeat this year." And yeah. all he does is he comes in in 2015-16, wins his first six starts. He's got a 1.00 goals against average and a 9.66 save percentage to start the season. Just carry being carry, dude. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. Like, how are you that good? I know me and I, D, me and D in one of our leagues have him and Martin Jones. 
and it's like I feel Come bad on. for people right now. Just the numbers, like our goalie stats are just ridiculous. And yeah, we're laughing. These are two guys where it's just like every single night. I know they're going out. Well, maybe not Martin Jones as much now, but Carey Price no, every single night up. he's going out. I I could just look at my at my roster and be like, wow, that's another win. Yeah, let's get excited win. to check the squad. Yeah, exactly. I, you, I, you don't expect bad things from Carey. I've never had him on my team, and like going into this year, I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to draft Price because he's going to go too too early. And then now, like, the season started, and I'm like, dude, like, I should have took him first overall. Yeah, he's I've never so, been someone to take so goalies, good. but he's, <laughs> it's been worth yeah. it. Like, he, it's been worth We took him We MVP. took him pretty high, and, uh, and like, just kind of the, the safety net, like, comfort factory gives you a fantasy goalies. It's just amazing. It's something that, like, I've never experienced, so I love it. Yeah, yeah. like, we, we often reference other sports, and it's, it's like, the equivalent of taking just, like, in football, because the running backs are so... Like there's like so few really good running backs, but when you have like that unreal guy who's gonna go in and put up twenty yeah. points every week, it's like so comforting to see that guy in your squad. And it's the same thing with Price when you go scroll down to the bottom of your lineup and see Carey's name and he's starting <laughs> against whoever. Yeah, he's one of those like, guys where like you know your numbers are going up when he's playing and that's just an awesome feeling. Like and when you look at the teams he's like he's got these ridiculous numbers and you look at the teams he's played, like Tron, okay, whatever. They're not good. <laughs> But Boston, like, they're obviously off to a rough start, but offensively, I think they're second in the league in scoring right now. Yeah. And they do have goal scorers. I mean, guys that he has. And some of these saves that he's making. Correct. Oh, yeah. These highlight reel saves. Oh, my. But he's faced Boston. He's faced Pittsburgh. They're yeah. unreal. He's pa- faced the Rangers. Unreal. The Red Wings. I'll leave that to you guys. And the Blues. Like, these are, these, are all, these are all good hockey teams, and he's just making it look like child's play. Like, 38 saves, 38 saves shutout uh, last night or two nights ago against the Blues. Like, yeah, I mean, like, what's he gonna do against Buffalo tonight? He's he's play- No, it's tomorrow. They're, tomorrow, they're sorry. Not, he's, they're not starting. No, Mike Condon. Or, oh, oh, they already announced that. Sorry, yeah, I totally no, missed yeah. that earlier. I got that update too, and everything from uh, Daily Faceoff. But um, but yeah, he's just absolutely like killed teams. Like, I mean, in his last three starts, he's let in one goal on almost eighty-two shots now. Yeah, so yeah. that's he's just an amazing. Yeah. He's just he's a beast, and those, like you said, three good teams: St. Louis, Detroit, New York Rangers. So just soak up. That's three playoff teams that he's just eaten alive, for um, sure. Yeah, Carey Price, we love him. I just want to let the let our listeners know that if you if you look on our sheet of what we're going to talk about at the very bottom, it just says expletive, Carey Price. That's <laughs> an just, expletive, like positive expletive. Like, yeah, yeah. It just absolutely. Carey Price. Like this is we gotta talk about this guy. <laughs> no, he, but then we revamped the sheet, and the revamp sheet just said, "Let's talk about how unreal Carey Price is." So yeah, so that's just, clearly it, we're a little bit there was, the PG. Yeah, there was no the PG layout. Yeah, there was no words to like. There's no words to describe how good this guy is. He's just maybe sensational. I guess one word describes sensational. Him. Yeah, uh, Brock. Brock. <laughs> It's good with sensational. Sensational. No words. You know what? You know what? Never mind. I take that back. Sensational is. <laughs> there the is a word. Yeah, last there... week it was lick. This week it's sensational. Sensational. Word, is the word of the week. Of the podcast. We gotta. We're gonna go like every week. I'm like, oh, what do I name this week's <laughs> this week's podcast episode? And then it's like Daily Face Off podcast episode four. Sensational carry. <laughs> oh, geez, he's too good. The yeah. price is right. Price. Hopefully, the yeah, price is right said. tomorrow for uh, we for a different price. Without someone saying it. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope that price is correct. That price is correct. Well, um, 
Do we have anything? Do we have anything else to talk about, or should we jump right um, into a quick DraftKings lineup and then a couple Twitter questions? I was gonna say, I, I think we should we should go to what our listeners uh, actually are before, asking, but for sure, do your DraftKings lineup because it's pretty pretty nasty. So before actually we we jump into that, I just want to mention a couple of players. Um, I know Dylan, you've got him in the nation, or you guys have a sharing team. I know you guys got him in uh, the Nations League. I've got him in my other two leagues. David Krejci leading the league in the leading the NHL in points. Uh, we talked. We talked about how he's criminally underrated, man. and he's he's off to a phenomenal start. Yeah, yeah. He's no Martin Hansel, but <laughs> oh god. But yeah, so Krejci, we we love him. Maybe that should just be episode four, David Krejci. That's it. <laughs> like, he, he's off to a great. He's off to a great start to the year. And sensational then some, start. Yeah, sensational. So and then another guy who just recently came back from injury, Nicholas Backstrom, three goals, two assists in his first two games back. Do you want to know the worst part about it? It's hot fire. He's what? not available in DraftKings. I went to go take him on his first what? day back and his second day, and you can't take him. So basically, they have, what we're saying is DraftKings. Get yeah, in like there. oh, I, I tweet, I tweet, I tweeted. I'm like, yo, DraftKings, like, come on, like, get Nicholas Backstrom in here. I wanted him on his first game back. I wanted him the other night, and. I, I'm losing out on money because I don't. Ha- they're not offering. That's them. discouraging. Draft you fit all of that in 160 that. characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what's the worst part though is like you scroll down to the bottom of like these of like the DraftKings thing and it's just like the players that they do offer. It's like okay, like I'm never gonna take any of these guys because they're not even in the <laughs> NHL right now. And Nicholas Backstrom is not available. Like get out of here. Yeah, you could grab yeah, Philip get, Grubauer off Washington <laughs> for six. Six thousand dollars for no Backstrom, no Nicholas Backstrom. You could take probably Nicholas Backstrom the goalie, but <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense because he's never playing again. Yeah, straight out of the AHL. He's just like, I want to get traded so I can play again, and everybody else in the league's just looking at him like, nobody wants you, man. <laughs> I wish Nick Backstrom would come bad. back just so that like whenever I have auction drafts, I can pull like the old. You could always pull this in other leagues, but they could pull like the same player card where you drop like Nick Backstrom for a dollar. And then you watch people like be like, "Oh my god, Nick, Nick Backstrom's a dollar!" and just yeah. go nuts. And then then you just I've actually seen that happen. Before. That's yeah. phenomenal. Who is the one? Jokes. Who is the one guy? I remember it was, it was Ryan base- Braun. Oh Ryan yeah, the, Braun. The, yeah. Ryan oh Braun, the relief pitcher, and then Ryan Braun, the <laughs> NL MVP. And quite a few of us fell for the fact that there is a Ryan Braun relief pitcher and started giving money towards him, thinking that he that. was the I can't remember outfielder who of the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who drafted him, but I remember like they were just like they got him. They thought they got him for so cheap, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, I got Ryan Braun for six dollars." And then we all just started dying laughing. And we're like, "You're an idiot!" Meanwhile, Ryan Braun has like never pitched to like MLB games since uh, that draft day. But it's been drafted so much though. Oh, but... absolutely! <laughs> Luck of the name at that point, I guess. Yeah, yeah he's. Just... <laughs> He's just sitting there. He's just like he's getting suspended for like PDUs. He's like, wait a second, this isn't me. It's the <laughs> other one. <laughs> I had oh, to bring well. up the steroids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, we had a pretty successful, uh, <laughs> pretty successful first week of the Daily Faceoff podcast DraftKings pool. That's yeah, a, we kept it small. It's a mouthful. That's a long name, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, we didn't have that as successful because neither one of you guys even made it in before the league filled up, and I think I finished like <laughs> I think I finished like twenty first out of twenty five people. So I was gonna say, like in my defense, I'm like a known like Saturday's my one day off. I'm sleeping till two p.m. type guy, <laughs> and like that day, like I woke up at two p.m. and rolled over and just to a message like, oh, it's full. So like, <laughs> you guys keep doing that. Like, just keep me out of the league. That I mean, if you want to fill it, go for it. But uh, I guess we'd like to. 
send out a congratulations to JR1929 on winning the first ever uh, daily face-off podcast DraftKings pool. JR1929. Now, the problem is the people who win these, we're going to put them into the championship at the end of the year. But the problem is... If you win, you've got to hit us up on Twitter because I'm never going to be able to get in, <laughs> get in contact with you if I don't have your Twitter handle or some form of way to get in touch with you. So, JR1929, if, you, uh, if you're listening, send us your Twitter handle. Prove we'll, yourself. We'll, we'll get you signed up for the uh, the championship at the end of the year um, to everybody yeah. else. All of our or other if anyone th- wants to make up a Twitter handle called JR1929, we'd probably fall for it. So. Yeah. Hey, if, if, <laughs> if, it's your, if your first tweet ever is, hey, I won last week, I'm not buying it. But <laughs> other, you do it any other way, you know, whatever. I'll take it. Um, so, yeah. And then to any of our other, um, you know, winners that, you know, our future winners, if you win, hit us up on Twitter so that we can get you signed up for the uh, the championship at the end of the year. And we'll be... Uh, We'll be off and running. Hopefully one of us wins at some point this year. Yeah. But definitely congrats to JR on the first take. Um, Good yeah, job, buddy. Good for you, dude. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're gunning for you now. We know where, we know where to shoot. Yeah. Right, hit, him, hit him with that lineup, Brock. Well, yep. first, all, one last thing about the pool is last week we did 25 people yeah, because the first, the first week we did, oh, yeah, yeah. we did 100. It didn't fill up. Last week we did 25 because I wanted to make sure it filled up, and it filled up in about one second. Um, so <laughs> approximately a second. So we'll, we're going to do 50 this week. So make sure you guys all sign up because if you don't, then we're going to be screwed again. Um, and another thing before I get to my lineup is I, it just came across here, Biebs, Miko Rantanen reassigned to the AHL. How do you feel about that? Can I just give that a giant, uh, um, I actually have him in one of my, uh, extended keeper leagues. So, um, I mean, the guys have been playing good. I've been watching them, and it's kind of like it's. They've always said like Patty Waugh has been huge on them. Um, it doesn't look that way right now, though. He's he's got talent. Definitely got to keep your eye out. Two years down the line, a year down the line, maybe. But for now, I guess it's just been. It was kind of a time coming. Um, it was either he played his six games or he played his nine games, but he was going. They're uh, they're high on him too. I yeah, like, they like I, him a lot. I'm reading a thing right now. Joe Sackick's just like look at he. He's going to be a good player, but yeah, he's, he's only play, he's only playing nine minutes a night right now. Like we need, he needs, he's a player that needs 15, 16 minutes a night. So yeah, they did the same thing with uh, Bordo Radulic, I think his name was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. he rocks the seventy-two out there for Colorado. That's just how Born, I recognize him. But uh, Borna Randulic. Yeah, same idea. They said like he um, he wasn't touching the ice enough. He's got the talent, but they're not going to waste him. So I'm cool with that. We have like a top six that is literally under the age of like. Five, yeah, like twenty-five. Five. Besides Jerome Aginla, who's forty-eight. But no, I'm just kidding. Jerome, love you. Um, <laughs> you're, you're you're young at heart, but um, yeah, it's a young lineup, so they can totally afford to give you guys like this. Uh, kind of kind of like a Detroit method. Let them go chill yeah. in the AHL, get better, dominate the AHL, come up, be effective. So I got no yeah. problem with it. Um, did you speaking of Aginla? Did you see him like almost kill John Michael Lyles last night? His like he got hit, his skate came up and he kicked uh, Lyles Jeez. in the face, but yeah, he I didn't cut I, him. I mean, you hate seeing that. Obviously, there's always flashbacks to Richard Zednick. So yeah, oh god, that's ugly. Yeah, but all right, we'll um, get to my DraftKings lineup and then we'll yeah, hit up some, quick, shoot Twitter out some quick Twitter questions. Yeah, yeah. So um, tomorrow there is. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six NHL games. So a pretty Be- pretty heavy Friday slate. Yeah, busy Friday slate for sure. Um, so I'd be targeting. Um, Canadians tomorrow because they're going up against uh, the Sabres. Um, 
Mike Condon is somebody I would have looked at in net, but he's actually more expensive than I would have thought. Um, yeah. The Islanders at home against the Bruins. The Bruins can't keep the puck out of their net. Definitely somebody I would look at as well. The Lightning in Winnipeg are a decent option. Um, I like them. I would like to say I like the Red Wings in Calgary because Calgary is having a hard time keeping the puck out of their net, but um, Detroit just hasn't looked good lately. And the Oilers are another team I'd look at because they're playing Washington at home, and Philip Grubauer will get the nod tomorrow. I can't <laughs> believe that we mentioned Grubauer twice on the show. <laughs> Congrats, Phil. So um, my lineup for tomorrow consists of John Tavares. Like I said, Tavares going up against the Bruins, who are just awful right now. Um, so I got Tavares, my boy Connor McDavid, and his linemate, Nail Yakupov, Jonathan Drouin, Alex Semin just scored his first goal with uh, with the Habs the other night. He's a real cheap option. He's got one of the best wristers in the league, and he's playing Buffalo. So I, I think and Brock's that's... one of the biggest Alex Semin fans of all time. Yeah. No, I don't even like him. Dude, you just... love Alex Semin. What are you oh, talking about? Only you like... had him in draft league since like oh, 06. Yeah. yeah, but I had him in his good years. So like yeah, that, since was, that was mispronouncing his name. You've had him, Brock. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I like him at NHL 16 because he's still lethal, but. Anyway, so Tavares, McDavid, Yakpoff, Jonathan Drouin, Still apparently my boy Alex Semin. And then on D, I've got Travis Hamannick. Again, the Bruins are terrible. Hamannick's playing a ton, shooting a ton. He's reasonably cheap. Victor Hedman, he's just the man on D. I love watching that guy yeah, going it's up. It's in his name. What'd you say? It's in his name, so he is just yeah. the man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then I... Victor? I, against against uh, my better judgment, probably. I'm going with Jimmy Howard in goal. Hopefully the Red Wings can figure it out tomorrow. If nothing else, he's going to face... go, Jim. If nothing else, he's going to face James. a ton of rubber and pick up some uh, pick up some points that way. And hopefully they can... Him. And yeah. rounding out the lineup, I know you guys are probably thinking not a great lineup, but you're about to think, wow, Steven Stamkos. So, wow. I'm thinking wow right now. Thinking wow. To <laughs> Tavares, McDavid, Yakupov, Juan, Semin, Hamannik, Hedman, Howard, Stamkos. I think it's a pretty good lineup. It sounds yeah, so. We always making cash. We always say it sounds like money, and it it usually usually it usually does. So cash. sounds. D, you got to say it. Sounds like money. Boom. Boom. Sounds like money. Let's do it. So, yeah. Beebs, let's fire it over to you now. And uh, say it. it sounds like it sounds like a bird might be tweeting right now. Um, <laughs> I think it's time for Twitter questions. Twitter um, questions. Let's do it. Twitter so, My favorite part about Twitter questions is always just people's names. Um, I'm going to get you excited, and then I'm going to drop this name. But I just like, you know. Anyway, so first question <laughs> comes from uh, at what? TRP underscore 71. Brutal um, <laughs> No. Sorry. It's terrible. Who knows? His name could be Trevor Ryan Parker. I don't know. Something. Who knows? <laughs> it's hilarious because the next What's Twitter... What's up, T-Ry? The next, the next wow. question's from a guy named Rye, Rye Parks. I swear <laughs> I just, didn't read that. I before, feel like he's but... probably not asking us two questions. TRP, <laughs> Ryan Park. I don't know. Trevor Ryan Parks. Anyways, <laughs> TRP, thank you for the question. Um, don't we, listen to D. We, we do highly appreciate it. Um, no, we but, appreciate uh, it. Just good don't question. Appreciate your handle. <laughs> but uh, your question is predictions for Domi this season. Do you think he can get sixty points? Um, great question, Brock. Go. Is he talking Ty Domi? <laughs> I think he's Ty's talking Ty Domi. Who can I mention just random? But my dad coached Ty Domi as a kid. But okay, come no, on, Brock. Brock, go on Max Domi. He did, yeah. Max Domi. Um, my dad coached Stubby Clap. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know who Stubby Clap is? Look yeah. him up. <laughs> oh my God, he actually coached Stubby Clap. <laughs> yeah, coached oh, him in football. That's hilarious. <laughs> Not even the sport. 
Okay. Google Stubby Clap for those who don't know. <laughs> okay, Canadian Dome, legend. Domi's got seven points so far this year, over a point per game. Um, preseason, I had him projected for 16 goals, 27 assists, 43 points. I think that he'll fall closer to my projection of 43 and 50 than he will 60. Uh, yeah. The the Coyotes are playing out of their mind right now. Their PDO as a team is just insane. So they're yeah, uh, I was gonna say uh, they're gonna start regressing pretty pretty soon, and it'll reflect in Domi's numbers. Um, but keeper league is definitely definitely somebody that needs to be owned. I think we've mentioned that a hundred times today. But I think he'll fall in the 40 to 50 range. He won't get to 60. Yeah, I think 50 is a really good year for him. I'd be surprised if he broke 60. We've seen it happen before. Jeff Skinner actually came in and uh, dropped 63 his first rookie year there. But I I just don't know if uh, it's a really uh, tough, tough task to ask of Domi this year. I'd be happy um, if he's like the last guy in my squad right now in redraft leagues and he gets me 50 points. So I think 50 is probably uh, closer to where he'll end up. Like, yeah, yeah for, for, as a rookie, 20 goals, 30 assists. Great rookie. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. solid. Can't ask yeah, much more. Domi's someone they're saying regression potentially could happen for just because he looks so good right now. Um, I think, like, it's one thing, too, when p- players kind of first break into the league, nobody really knows what they're about, but then, like, the they second go-around, go they have a game plan for them. Yeah, it's exactly. A little easier. So he'll slow down, but still, 50 points is a good year, so I yeah. say no to 60. But speaking yeah. of second go-arounds... Um, we had this guy on our Twitter question last week, actually. So uh, I'll jump <laughs> to our next one. Uh, Rye Parks, just like Max Domi, playing a team for the second time. Um, <laughs> thank you for the Twitter question. This is from at Rye Parks. Um, and this is kind of something that we already addressed, but with Torts taking over in Columbus, who could this help or who could this hurt statistically? Um, I know we mentioned it. Anything else you want to add on there, boys? Um, I just think that... It- is going to help Bobrovsky a ton. Bobrovsky is somebody I'd be going after right now hard. Uh, we said Dubinsky. I don't think it's going to hurt the top guns too much. We've mentioned how they aren't scoring now, so they can't really score less. I still think Johansson and Sad are are uh, going to be good under Tortorella. I think he'll love them. I Honestly, they're kind of guys I think I would maybe be buying, trying to buy low on right now because I think there's so much like negativity around this Torts hire yeah. that... People might be like, oh, shit, like, Torts is in town now. You know, Sad's not going to score anymore. So I think they'd be kind of guys I'd be going after because I really don't think they're going to be – they're going to struggle too much. They're not the Sedins. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'd expect maybe Davinsky to uh, produce a little bit more, but not to the point where I'd add him before he actually does anything. So Yeah, unless you're in, like, a 12-team – Eight bench spot league, give him a grab. But, yeah, Dubinsky's a guy that does it across the board too, right? He does yeah, it absolutely. Yeah. And now he's apparently going to block a hundred thousand shots because <laughs> Torts yep. is in town and oh. texts Torts about a hundred thousand times after <laughs> the game, saying, "Hey, great game, coach. Um, hey, thanks for playing me, coach. I love playing twenty-seven minutes a night." Yeah, dudes, been... like he signs off every text. You know, he's one of those guys. Just at the end, it's just like hyphen dubs, dubs. <laughs> But uh, on to our next, uh, our final question. Um, great question. This is from at Remy underscore Brian. I was wondering where you're gonna, how you're going to pronounce that because I had no idea. I think oh, yeah. Brian's right. I think it's Brian. Um, we're going to go with Brian. So from at Remy Brian, do I use my first overall wa- waiver priority to get Kuznetsov? He's had an okay start but lacking in shots on goals, hits, and the block shots categories. Deal. let you start on this one. Um... Obviously, like we said, it's tough to answer these questions without all the context. Like, uh, 
It sounds like he's in need of a forward, and Kuznetsov's a guy, I think, who's had a slow start and probably still warrants a, wash, a roster spot, sorry, in most leagues. Obviously, though, he's if you if like he's saying that uh, his team is lacking in shots on goals, hits, I, I don't think he is. Like, if, But if those, if those are the categories you're looking for, then yeah, Kuznetsov's not going to help you. But um, um, I still yeah. think like he has opportunity in Washington right now to put up a decent amount of points, so... I was I was clearly very high on Kuznetsov all preseason, um, but yeah, he's not a guy that is gonna help you in the block shots category whatsoever. No, um, he is Russian. But like, but in all honesty, yeah, in all honesty, uh, I would definitely be using it if he's out there. I'd be picking him up because he's locked into that top six. It doesn't matter if he plays right now. He's with Ovechkin, which is. The fact that he's not a raw, like on a roster already is kind of shocking. He had three apples uh, two nights ago. And originally I was a little bit concerned because when Backstrom was coming back, I thought like he'd get bumped down to the second line and wouldn't have as much value. But Backstrom's opened up on the second line, and he's tearing it up, which is only going to help Kuznetsov stay on that top line with Ovechkin. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he had 127 shots in limited minutes last year. So he's a guy I wouldn't be uh, overly concerned with his like lack of shots thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are only going to you know go up. I mean, four shots in five games is obviously not ideal, but I think that also comes with the territory of playing with Ovechkin. Yeah, um, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna probably be a pass first type of player more more often than not when you're playing with Ovi. But the, sure. the shots are gonna the shots are gonna start climbing back up towards the norm, I would think, and. Yeah. He's a guy that I was super high on at the start of the year, and even if he goes to that second line and plays with guys like Justin Williams and Marcus Johansson, he's still going to have a 50-point season. Yeah, I think it's a guy where like you kind of got to look at your own roster and see if you have if you have Joe Thornton and you have the guys who produce a bunch of assists, maybe you don't need him as much because Kuznetsov will get you more assists than he will goals. That's just going to happen playing with Ovechkin. So that kind of that kind of changes the way you the way you look at it. But overall, I mean, he's going to put up points. Uh, he's going to do it. Yeah, I agree. I'm just going to add one more Twitter question because uh, D's brother, Mark Berthium, really wanted to get his question on the show. So I'm just going <laughs> to... And it was, good, it was a good question, too. At Mark, or at MBerthium61 asks, I just lost Duncan Keith for four to six weeks. Ouch. Who Sorry, is available Mark. in most standard leagues that I should replace him with? I'm going to answer this question with one simple word. Risto. I was about to say Risto. Risto. Well, <laughs> I love Risto. He's great, man. Guys play like forty minutes a night right now. Yeah, I I actually lost Duncan <laughs> yeah, that's Keith an in a Duncan league style. that Embertium sixty one is in, and I picked up Risto. <coughs> so um, if you haven't checked the transaction wire on that, that'd be a great way to start. Um, <laughs> I agree. I think Risto is for sure the guy to go with. Yeah, twenty four yeah. minutes over twenty four minutes a night. He's averaging over three shots per game. Yeah, Risto is the man. You mentioned he has a bomb. Um, he does. He's he does. Great. He's been unleashing it. It's just a matter of time before it starts going in. The best part is just like I pick up Risto strictly because he's got on ESPN. He's got one of the best mugs ever. Like his mugger is hilarious. Yeah, it looks, looks like, like he... the, he's just got the biggest head. <laughs> and it's just some nasty, <laughs> nasty dude. You should see this mugger I'm looking at right now. It's like he looks like a cone head. He's got this ridiculous finish flow going on. Well, maybe that's what it is. He has the power of the Conan's, the 1980 line, just uh, just fueling him a little bit harder. That's awesome. Fueling yeah. his bombs. But um, good questions. Thank you for the Twitter questions, as always. Um, appreciate appreciate the love, them, guys. guys. Um, 
We do record on Thursdays, so just kind of be aware. On Thursdays, the questions will be going out. Brock most times will send it from his own Twitter account, just letting you guys know. Send in your questions. We love answering them. Thanks again. Boys, it's been four. There will be many, many more. Hopefully. <laughs> that, there you go. That's awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's fun as usual. Hope you guys are enjoying it because we love bringing it to you. We have a blast every day, every Thursday, sometimes Wednesday, maybe a Saturday. Who knows? But we're going to try to keep it consistent with Thursday. Uh, be on the lookout for Saturday's DraftKings League. Um, boys, do you have anything else to add before we send it to the Blue Stones? Uh, just going to say again about the Blue Stones, if you're enjoying the music, as always, they're on Spotify. Check them out. Check yeah. them. And uh, remember, don't panic on your teams. They're, uh, they're going to turn around eventually. Just keep you rolling. faith, boys. Just keep rolling with the punches. Yep, roll with the punches, boys. Have a good weekend. See ya. Peace. Take them to the theaters where that soda prince goes. And tell the rest of your hungry dives that I got a new weapon just to rule them out. I need your help, but I got deep blood now. So we're the for the week with an empty cow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.